if there are people that you want to know and build relationship with, well, how do you add value to that person? And that's where I think content-based networking comes in. It's, it's content collaborations. It's how can you create a piece of content with them that highlights them as kind of the, the guest expert or the subject matter expert. And by, by positioning yourself as a journalist, instead of just somebody that you know, wants to pick their brain or a salesperson trying to sell something, instead position yourself as a journalist trying to tell a story that they are critical, that they're a critical piece of. And by doing that, uh, you end up reverse engineering the relationships with the exact people that you want to build relationships with. Welcome back to Chava Leaders, where we're all about amplifying the voices of leaders who use influence and business as a force for good. We believe that it's their example that will have a tremendous impact on our next generation of purpose-driven leaders who will carry us forward into our bright, sustainable future. As always, we're grateful for those of you who are sharing this podcast with their friends on social media, rating it on Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This truly helps us reach more inspiring and aspiring leaders who make this community so special to be a part of. I'm Jeff Bond, and I'll be your guide today as we sit down with James Carberry, the author of Content-Based Networking and founder of Sweetfish Media. For all of you who know me well, you know that the principles of content-based networking are incredibly important to me and how we built our platform. We talked to James about how he's learned to reverse engineer meaningful relationships that have tremendously impacted their growth as a business, how his worldviews around faith have impacted his leadership, how he's been challenged as a business leader in the midst of rapid growth, and some incredibly helpful resources that have been helping him find more wisdom and clarity that you'll want to take note of. All right, I'm excited to share this with you, so let's jump into our conversation with James Carberry. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, James. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. This is going to be a blast, man. Man, I am just uh, thrilled to have you. And for those of you who aren't looking at the screen right now, we've got JJ, James's newest son on his shoulder. Great example of a leader, both uh, in the workplace and at home. And so I am just thrilled to be spending this time, James. I, I've really seen, it's been clear to me how much you honor your calling to love and serve God and to, and to serve others, both through the content you put out and the way you encourage others, your kind and affirming words. And so certainly a great example of the selfless humility uh, through all that I've witnessed. With all that being said, I'm just so thankful for this gift of time to be spending with you, to get to know you better as a person and to share that with our audience today. Yeah, th thank you so much, man. That, that really does mean, uh, mean the world to me. So I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, we're going to jump into the central theme today of reverse engineering business growth, which really was the premise of your book, Content-Based Networking, which by the way, I've, I've recommended to dozens of people. I mean, it's had a awesome. fantastic <laughs> impact in my life, man. So I wanted to start with the question of what does the phrase reverse engineering mean to you in the context of relationship building? Yeah. So I, I think when I think about reverse engineering, you know, I, you know, Gary Vee obviously, you know, kind of put it into my vocabulary. And our one of our core values, Jeff, and our family is write your story. And to me, write your story is a direct, you know, is is directly correlated to reverse engineering the results that you want for your life, whether that's relationship results, whether that's uh, you know financial results, whether that's you know business success or you know wh whatever it is you're trying to achieve. 
you like just reverse engineering. What does it take to get to that outcome? Well, if I want this to happen, then these things need to happen before that. And instead of, I, I think so many times, particularly with relationship building, whether it's you're recruiting talent for your team or you're, or, or you're looking, you've just moved to a new city and you're looking for friendships. We, we just expect those relationships to happen serendipitously. And that's kind of been the playbook for, for networking for as long as I can remember. It's just, you know, kind of like show up to these networking events maybe and, and hope that you bump into the type of people that you want to meet. And I just don't think, especially in a 22 you know, 2022 environment, I don't think that needs to be true anymore. I, I think we can have more agency over uh, how we meet the people that we meet. And, you know, obviously what I lay out in the book is that the way to do that is through content collaborations. Just, I mean, exactly like what you're doing here. If there are people that you want to know and build relationship with, figure out like how, how can you add value to that person? And, you know, that's pretty common advice, but like, well, how do you add value to that person? And that's where I think content-based networking comes in. It's it's content collaborations. It's how can you create a piece of content with them that highlights them as kind of the, the guest expert or the subject matter expert. And by by positioning yourself as a journalist instead of just somebody that you know wants to pick their brain or a salesperson trying to sell something, instead position yourself as a journalist trying to tell a story that they are critical, that they're a critical piece of. And by doing that, uh, you end up reverse engineering the relationships with the exact people that you want to build relationships with, whether, again, whether that's a mentor, whether that's your next VP hire, whether that's a potential customer, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you can reverse engineer these relationships by simply like creating content with the people that you want to know. I love it. And it's fun too. And there's really positive intent in all of that because you're really honoring and shining that spotlight outwards versus on yourself and not be self-aggrandizing or promoting. And you're just a master at it. And it's so inspiring. I was wondering how, how did the early years of your, your Christian faith, your, your mentors, the lessons you learned about intentionality, how did that ultimately shape how you grasped and applied this reverse engineering to your founder story at Sweetfish Media and also writing your book, Content-Based Networking? Yeah, um, man, my, my faith, my faith journey, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up loving Jesus. I grew up in a Catholic church. Um, and I, you know, there are lots of Catholics that, that love Jesus. And, and, uh, but I think that there are also a lot of Catholics that, that go to church to check the box, um, because it's, you know, just, it, it's, was part of their family's culture and they just kind of did it. And, uh, that was, that was me personally. I mean, my, my story was, I went because mom made me go. And, um, and so coming to Christ at 15 at a, at a church camp that my buddy Chris invited me to, um, you know, I obviously transformed my life. And, and when you do that, you obviously cede control of your life to, you know, the creator of everything. And so I think having a posture of trying to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, trying to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit certainly has an impact in my leadership today. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to be like, to inject kind of the Lord's influence in my life in, in micro decisions throughout the day. And so we're in the process of building a creator studio and uh, here in Orlando. And, and I don't know if you've ever done construction on anything, uh, 
but commercial construction is a freaking nightmare. I mean, we haven't even closed on the land yet. And there's 18 different problems every single day that, you know, you get, you have the permits for this, or you, are you zoned for this? Or do you you got to make sure that this is filled out for your financing here and there. Um, and it's really easy in, in the midst of this project. That is my really primary focus for 2022. Um, it's really easy to not, not allow the Holy spirit to speak into those situations or, or to give you rest in those situations. And so I just found myself yesterday, just incredibly burdened and feeling this anxiety. And I get to the end of the day and I'm like, man, like I, I, like I, I, I desperately want to be more connected to my creator through throughout the day, not just, you know, at meal times or, you know, when Lisa and I are going to bed or when we're putting JJ to bed, um, I, I want to be talking to God, like in a, in an unceasing type of way. And so I recently just got a book by Max Licato called pocket prayers. Um, and I just started going through it yesterday where it's like throughout the day, it's just like, okay, I've, I've got like a three minute break between calls. I just want to read one of these little, you know, two minute prayers. Um, and so that's, so, so my, my faith is an integral part of my leadership. I feel like decisions that it comes making decisions about people and, and obviously, you know, steward, uh, people's careers in a lot of ways. I, I think people are responsible for their own careers, obviously, but, um, but we play a big part of that as their employer and, um, and tough decisions have to be made. And so the the more in tune I can be with what I feel like God is, is, is calling me to do the better. And sometimes it's, Hey, James, make, make the call. And sometimes, you know, you feel a really strong inclination to doing one thing over the other. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Um, and so it's, I, I think it's a muscle to, to really build that trust of, of obedience to the Holy spirit. And, and yeah, I, so I, I think that's, that's, that's the piece of, of my faith that I think hopefully will have the biggest impact on my leadership is the fact that, you know, I, I, I'm open-handed to know that it's hopefully not me making a lot of these decisions, but it's, it's uh, obviously I'm making the choice to do those things, but in what I hope is a lot of alignment with what God wants. I really love those, those words of wisdom, you know, just this morning, I was in day 11 of a daily, you know, 365 day reading plan that I'm doing with a large group of people. I'm in the book of Job and yeah. Job's lost everything and he has to kind of reorient his heart and his mind towards God. And by the way, I feel like in leadership, you know, it, it suffices to say, you, know, you and I are both Jesus followers and it's brought us great joy and comfort. You don't necessarily need to be a Jesus follower to understand the, the leadership values of Jesus and his leadership yeah. strategy. I mean, it's, Michael Hyatt has, has wrote uh, the best kind of pieces around that. And, and I think it's important to at least recognize that. And hopefully you find the same kind of joy, you know, that we have, but in this, uh, the lesson in, in today's uh, reading that I took away from it, uh, and this is called the Bible recap by D group. You can only trust someone, you know, and you can only know someone you spend time with. And mm -hmm. so everything that you said about, you know, relationship building, reverse engineering, being intentional, spending time with God, prioritizing that, not allowing your, your burden and anxiety to preside over your life, uh, yeah. really just strong words of wisdom that I think is, is an important word for all leaders and all people yeah. uh, to hear because they're leaders in their families or leaders in their workplace, whether you're an executive or you're leading a project or a small team. You know, this is the kind of feeling that creeps up into all of our lives amid its struggles and its you know, yeah. trials and everything that we've been through. So just uh, really, really glad you touched on that, James. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course.
What uh, has been more challenging since you started uh, Sweetfish Media and this kind of approach towards content-based networking? What's been more challenging than expected with building all that? And how would you advise your younger self now if you could turn back time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the hardest, the hardest and the most like rewarding components of it are always the people. Um, and so I, I went through a really hard situation about three years ago, um, you know, having, having to uh, let go of a business partner and family member and, you know, arguably, arguably, you know, the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my entire life. Um, you know, and, and I think that probably speaks to how blessed and fortunate my life has been um, in a lot of ways, you know, you know, my family's healthy and like the, the big things are taken care of, but that was, I mean, that was a, that was a really hard, hard situation that if I'm being fully transparent, we're not all the way out of the woods with yet, you know, there's still some relational uh, there, there's a lot of relational brokenness there that hopefully God redeems over the next several years. Um, but uh, I think the figuring out the dynamics of like holding people accountable to results while also understanding their humanity and, and treating them like, like a person and, and trying to be empathetic. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm naturally a very empathetic person. It's hard for me to feel the feelings of other people. My wife can freaking feel the emotions in the wall. I mean, she is, she's an empath to the, to the 11th degree. Uh, I'm not that way. And so I think for me trying to, um, one, be more careful with my words and understanding, you know, our COO Bill says this all the time, you know, words, words mean things. And uh, I am oftentimes, you know, can be flippant in my communication and uh, not super thoughtful about how I'm saying a certain thing, whether I'm delivering feedback or, you know, even giving someone praise, um, being more thoughtful about how I communicate those things. Uh, but at the end of the day, it all, it's, it's, typically centered around people, you know, our, our business, we, we produce podcasts for a lot of companies and it's a service-based business. And, uh, and in a service business, you've got people that are doing the work. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not primarily, you know, we're not just building code where people are buying, you know, a, a, a product built of, you know, uh, ones and zeros it's they're, they're buying something done by people. And, that is always, I, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine and, and a guy that's on our team last night. It's like, the, it's, it's, it's the game. Like if, if you can figure out how to, if you can figure out how to motivate people toward a North star, toward, toward a goal, uh, and, and the, the moat that you can build around your business by building an incredible culture, one that truly values people, but also values results. I think that's, you know, it, we, we talk about, you know, how uh, in so many things in today are, are a di, you know, a dichotomy it's, it's, it's this or that. And I think this is one of those things where it's, it, there's always going to be a tension to be managed. It's not a this or that it's no, there's going to be tension here. Like people are human and they have kids that get sick and they have family members that are in a bad spot and they have, you know, marriages that are, that, that go through really hard times. And like, I think you have to figure out, Hey, is this just a season where we need to give this person grace? Or is this, a, is this a, you know, an opportunity for something where we need to exit them from the organization because they're not, they're not bringing the value that they need to bring to the company. 
um, to justify, you know, the, the expense. And, and, and that's hard, man, because I, I'm a people person. Like my, my, uh, our number one core value in the business is love people well. And, and I think, uh, that, that can be often misinterpreted. Uh, it can also, it can be, you know, very much interpreted as you didn't do what I wanted. And so you didn't love me well. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's a hard tension to manage because, uh, what, what may be received is not loving someone well to them, uh, is very much loving the rest of their team. Well, who is having to deal with their lack of performance or, you know, uh, and so for me to love these people, well, I've got to make a really hard decision over here. So, um, you know, long way of answering your question, but I think at the end of the day, it always comes, it's, it's back to people for me. And I've been in your position before where you're, you're leading a team and, and, the, and the values are, are certainly more than just rhetoric or, or written on the yeah. wall. It, it's meant to be lived out. And I know that that's the case with you and with Sweetfish and your team. And, and you see that represented all the time, but it doesn't make struggle. It doesn't make adversity. Uh, it doesn't make you immune to those circumstances. And so being able to rest in those circumstances and wrestle with those tensions and look for the morality and go through the decision framework of what to do. If it does mean a termination, if it does mean radical candor or, or giving, you know, love and grace to somebody in truth, or maybe, you know, that they need to move on outside of your four walls. I, I I know that those are hard decisions to make as a leader. So, and, and I know that one of your, your greatest values is learning and development. And I know we're limited on time. So I kind of want to close here with, you know, as you're reflecting on this tension in your leadership, uh, what resources do you go to to continue to kind of build up your leadership and grow the way you approach uh, this tension? And and yeah. what are some things that you would recommend to other leaders that are feeling that same way today? Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think honestly, I mean, it's listening to shows like this one. I listen to uh, the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast quite a bit, and uh, I, I'm consuming books on leadership. Uh, you know, some some recent ones a book called uh, Let's Talk by Celeste. I don't think it's Celeste Headley. It's Celeste Daniels, maybe. Um, I, I'm blanking on her her last name, but uh, consuming helpful content on leadership is not earth shattering. But when I'm in the car, I'm listening to a podcast or an audio book. Um, when I'm walking around the neighborhood, walking JJ, because we can't have conversations yet, uh, I'm listening to a podcast or an audio book. I, I find moments in my day um, where I can, where I'm, I'm constantly trying to, to learn and grow and develop, um, and listening to, you know, to really smart people in leadership, like Craig Rochelle, Michael Hyatt, um, you know, uh, Dave Ramsey talks, you know, a, a good bit about leadership. There, there are so many great leadership voices. Uh, my friend Blake Bozarth has a show called leadership on purpose that I am a huge fan of. So th- those are the things I do. And, and then, you know, having mentors in your life, you know, I'm meeting with my mentor at lunch today and, you know, he, he speaks into my leadership. Uh, we've got folks on our team, our COO, you know, is, is, uh, you know, 30 years, 30, yeah, almost 30 years, my senior, he speaks into my leadership. He's, he's feeding wisdom into my life in, in the decisions that we're making in the business on a day-to-day basis. And so I think positioning yourself around really smart leaders 
that can speak directly to your context, but then also having those virtual mentors that you may never meet in real life and can't speak to your specific situation, but God's clearly <laughs> gifted them with uh, the ability to communicate. And, and hopefully a lot of their content is inspired, you know, at least in the, you know, from, from Craig, I know for sure uh, a lot of his, I can't say I know for sure. I would hope that a lot of his content is inspired by, uh, you know, what God's put on his heart to share. Absolutely. And it's, it's been an incredible gift and a blessing to me to tune into his podcast. And I probably listen to each and every one of them. And they have great leader guides at the end of it too, that you can kind of download and work through with your team. And so you mentioned great words of wisdom there, great uh, resources that have spoken a lot of truth into my life. And I know a lot of other leaders and James, this has been just an incredible gift. I think there's so much more that we could talk about. I value the fact that we have this opportunity to to build a friendship here. If people wanted to learn more about your leadership, Sweetfish Media, get your book. We'll put all these resources in the show notes, but what's a quick way that they can uh, look you up online and follow that leadership? Yeah. So you can go to jamescarberry.com, C-A-R-B-A-R-Y. You can see all the different projects um, that I'm working on there. I send out a, a daily email called the three things email. I share one thing I'm working on, one thing I'm learning and one thing I'm grateful for every day. It's, it's really intended for our Sweetfish team. Uh, but, uh, but we ended up opening it up a few weeks ago to anybody that wants to subscribe. So you can find that three things newsletter at jamescarberry.com and, and follow along on the journey there. I recommend it. All those links will be in the show notes. And James, uh, such a gift. I love your transparency model of leadership. And, and again, uh, just thank you for spending this time with us this morning. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, that wraps up another edition of Chat with Leaders. Thank you for investing your time with us today. If you haven't already, we would be grateful if you shared this episode with a friend and rated it on Apple or wherever you get your podcast so we can pass down the wisdom from our guests to more aspiring leaders. If you're interested in launching a professional podcast to grow your business, we would love to help. Check out chatwithleaders.com for more information and feel free to reach out by emailing team at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again and go be a leader worth following.